Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsythe. Welcome back. It's the Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. Advertising show, a big radio midgets production, and a very, very special guest, Patrick Myers, with us uh, this weekend on the Advertising Show. You know Patrick as a regular contributor to the show with the Marketing Insider. Uh, we're going to uh, actually feature one of Patrick's vignettes and have him uh, live in person on the Advertising Show, along with Jeffrey Gittimer, who's coming up a little bit later on this hour, uh, talking about the transition. If you are a salesman or a, an account executive or whatever you want to call it, how does it transition to becoming a sales manager? Well, Jeffrey has some insight uh, into that as well. So here we are once again. Thanks for joining us. And what do you have there? Well, you know, uh, let me ask you. You occasionally wear a hat, don't you, Ray? <laughs> no. Uh, well, yeah. From time to time, I bought a Willie, a Willie Nelson cut and putt golf hat when I played on his golf course. Okay? Well, I was going to say, you're more of a visor guy, aren't you? A visor is a good thing, yeah. 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 Well, apparently, uh, a nursing mother who didn't like the idea of draping a blanket over herself uh, or her infant uh, at feeding time, of course, uh, began marketing the Mobilese, which it's a floppy, big floppy hat yeah. uh, with a small head opening that the uh, baby will wear while nursing. Really? Uh, this, you can't make this stuff up, Ray. We, we no. want, uh, we apparently, wish we she wants. actually. Yeah. Wish I'd she, made it up. <laughs> Apparently, uh, her idea was that she, she wanted moms to feel comfortable but also proud of what they were doing. Well, sure. I'm always proud to see them doing that, aren't you? Yes, I am. And uh, and, they, and they wanted to celebrate, of course, breastfeeding in, in a way that's fun and, and stylish. So they yeah. came up with the... Uh, with the idea, and I thought uh, it was a pretty interesting concept. I'm planning on getting one myself. Are you really? No, I don't have any children yet, but you know, you can't. You need on, to have these new, new, innovative products. You're planning on wearing it? <laughs> the smaller version. The smaller version, I guess. Yeah, you. I'm gonna put the big one on my wife. <laughs> you know, she's gonna kick your butt when you get home. Well, After fortunately, she, she doesn't this. listen to this. Yes, oh, she doesn't. Yeah. That's right. She no. listens to Wheel of Fortune. That's right. That's correct. That. Okay. Yeah. Uh, very good. And, it, it, and breastfeeding, a good thing. It's great, uh, the, the folks that do it. They don't, uh, I mean, a lot of folks don't realize how important that is to the early uh, uh, development of a, of a sure. child. It's really, and, really, uh, really good. Not to mention the bonding, I think. that it's Not only nutritionally, but bonding. I think a lot of people don't think about that. But today, you know, they're coming back around on that. For many years it was, uh, ooh, you don't do that, do you? Mm. Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah. And some people still feel that way, but that's unfortunate. Yeah. Maybe they come around as well. Yeah. Uh, live uh, television commercials. Those go back to the days when you and I were very young, probably mm -hmm. breastfeeding, uh, mm -hmm. to, <laughs> to fight the challenge posed by TiVo. Hello. What was yes. that? Oh, I got uh, an e email. Uh, to fight the challenge posed by TiVo, NBC is borrowing a tactic from television's early days. They are doing live commercials. And this happened on The Tonight Show, a live skit uh, prompting car satellite navigations or promoting satellite uh, navigations uh, made by Garmin. Uh, the skit uh, it, it aired immediately before the show went to a commercial break. Hmm. Are, the message will be reinforced with a taped spot for Garmin, uh, taking the first slot in the break. And, you know, that's the thing I noticed about that. You know, think about it. when you when you TiVo uh, through uh, stop sets uh, these days or commercial sets, right. uh, especially what we're doing,
following, you will find, you'll catch enough of the very first commercial or the very last commercial, and usually that's enough. So if advertisers were really smart, Mm -hmm. what they would do is come back to... (laughs) A very compelling message into the first couple seconds and right. the last uh, couple seconds and by the front and the back of the stop sets. If they can do that, I'm sure they can. Oh, sure. Li- live TV ads standard in the 50s when most shows aired live and the advertising message would often be delivered by a star of the program. But uh, basically that uh, that went away and now they're doing mostly uh, canned things. So that's yeah. that. Hey, can we play? Uh, I want to I wanna run the, the Patrick Meyer feature this time. This is called uh, Bold, Bold, Bold. Okay. I wonder what that's all about. Let's listen. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Bold, bold, bold marketing thinking. That's what I'm talking to you about today. Stephen Jobs, Richard Branson, even the young guard that's coming into marketing now are focused on bold marketing thinking. You need bold ideas that will inspire the consumer, inspire your organization, your agency, the whole damn world. Go bold or go home. Most brands suffer from non-challenger or non-thought leader culture. Committees deliver the average, and the consumer sees it and never responds. So here's what I want you to think about. What you do every day, are you kicking forward ideas that are bold? Not everything can be bold, but at least once a week, head to your client or head to your boss or your marketing team with some bold ideas. You're saying, Patrick, I'd love to be bold, but where do I start? Here's what I want you to do. Step one, you need to have a bold marketing wall in your office, a wall that's covered with stuff that you see every day that are smacked up on the wall that reflect bold thinking by other marketers. Step two, I need you to think about what drives your client's brand or your brand going forward so you know where to apply bold thinking. Those couple things that really drive the brand going forward. Then third, you need to challenge conventional thinking. Look at the sacred cows that you currently have on your brand or your business that do not deliver bold thinking. Look for places to step up your game, places where the consumer will respond and scream with delight and begin to talk about your brand and ultimately purchase it. So here's what I ask you to do. Push every major initiative to a bold idea level. If it's marketing wallpaper, they'll never see it, and you'll never win, and you will have lost your shot. So step up your game and become a bold marketer. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer as your Marketing Insider. And remember, the revolution is now. Hey, you want to know more? Go to nowing.net or send me an email at patrick.nowing.net. Of course, Patrick Meyer on the Advertising Show, a, lo- a long-time uh, partner here uh, with uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. And uh, basically, Patrick's been around a while, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks good, too, basically. Are you saying he's old, I guess? No, I just said he's been around a while. Oh. Uh, recently, Patrick launched the, uh, the Now Innovation Lab with the uh, Carlson Marketing, the largest marketing services company globally. The joint venture focuses on emerging new technologies, uh, cell, Internet, CRM, et cetera, being harnessed to... Uh, to drive leadership marketers' business building efforts because it just isn't about the spot, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, it's, uh, it's, uh, we'll have them on the show live here in just a few moments on the advertising show. What do you have there? Well, you know, it's no surprise that uh, media companies are gearing up for the 08 presidential elections, but what is a surprise, Ray, is USA Today and ABC News recently announced a deal to share stories and video up through the November 08 uh, presidential election, USA Today. We'll provide blogs and stories uh, for ABCnews.com, uh, of course, uh, while ABC News will provide political video for the Gannett uh, site. And the idea, 
Bray, is to help shore up areas where each of the news organizations are somewhat lacking. Uh, cu- currently, uh, most of the video at usatoday.com comes from the wire service feeds, and the sure. agreement does not involve any uh, money changing hands and is based purely on content sharing. But it's a great idea, and, yeah. you know, we see more and more media companies crossing uh, crossing over to other media categories and looking for support and sharing and content and so forth, and mm-hmm. I think uh, it's a great uh, great example. ABC News, I think, has been more progressive in, uh, in these ideas, especially their uh, online uh, channel with abcnews.com. So, sure. interesting stuff there. What well, stuff they have to do as well. That's important Sure it stuff. is. Uh, yep. This is out of Albany, New York. We've just got a couple of minutes here be- before we join Patrick. Uh, Patrick, this weekend in Chicago, uh, actually lives in the, the New York area, actually in Connecticut. But uh, it, out of Albany, New York, the names and images of famous New Yorkers, including Mickey Mantle, George Lois knows him, Sure. <laughs> Judy Garland and Malcolm X would be protected from being used for advertising and promotion not authorized by their estates under a measure published by Al Pacino and Yoko Ono. Okay, hmm. so Yoko's still out there. Yoko hmm. celebrating her like 80, no, it's something birthday, whatever. <laughs> New York law already protects the unauthorized use of celebrities' faces and names while they're alive, but there is no safeguard after they die. Can you imagine that? Despite high concentration of entertainment, political, and sports legends in and around New York, uh, the group said New York and Wisconsin are the list, uh, the last states to try to protect the, the famous dead from exploitation. Well, you know, huh. if they want to use Ray and Brad's face on something long after we're gone, sure. Um, Maybe Why maybe not? I like well yeah I like that too but you know I think it might be nice if we if we our heirs got some uh, compensation for that well so. actually I want everyone sad when I die so they don't get any money you don't get any money no. well that's been known to happen uh, Mr Marshall <laughs> anyway uh, it's Ray Schillings Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show back with Patrick Meyer Innovation and Business Thought Leader coming up next on the Advertising Show make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillings and Brad Forsyth. Uh, these are the three largest selling soft drinks. Now, let's have a look and see what makes them so popular. Uh, as you can see, this one is a cola. It looks like a cola. It's The Advertising Show. It's Ray Schillings and Brad Forsyth along with our very special guest and a partner here on The Advertising Show, Patrick Meyer, CEO of Now Inc. Patrick a unique hybrid among business leadership in building and reinventing Fortune 100 brands and businesses with both uh, line marketing experience, for instance, Coca-Cola, Gillette, Nabisco, and in senior consulting for CMOs and CEOs leading the world's top brands like Miller Lite, Jeep, Dodge Chrysler, Virgin, Pepsi, VW, Unilever, and, and, and more. And, of course, a part of the advertising show, as I said, for many, many years now. Uh, Patrick, I uh, know you're in Chicago this weekend. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the uh, advertising show. Good to have you back. Gentlemen, it's nice to be with you. Yeah, Patrick, uh, and we assume that uh, Chicago is safe in your hands and you're not on Rush Street because you're on a landline. So uh, <laughs> glad glad for you to uh, make time for us uh, to join you tonight. By the way, before we talk about uh, your involvement with the reinvention of Diet Pepsi and its innovation pipeline, let's talk a little bit about uh, the relationship between brand innovation and brand image, starting with some definitions, if we could. Define for us, Patrick, these two terms, brand innovation and brand image, if you would, please. Well, brand innovation is, is just the, probably the most important topic that I'm, I'm seeing with CMOs and senior marketers. Um, everybody's looking for news value on how do you break through and engage the consumer. So brand innovation is taking the equities, driving your brand forward 
innovation from product to packaging to the retail experience to new forms of online. So brand innovation is how do you drive it? How do you unlock growth using innovation? That's the first piece. The second part, brand image. Well, the brand image is all about the consumer's perception of what you are. And uh, in this day and age, and I think we, you know, we think about brand image and ad images, but brand images are now evolving, living, breathing, and the perceptions in the consumer's mind. In many cases, the consumer owns your brand. So what's the image that they have day-to-day as your story involves with them? And the relationship between brand innovation and brand image, Patrick? If you talk to marketers right now, a smart one will tell you that it's all about brand engagement, right? What's the image? What's the personality? What's the dynamics of that brand that engages the consumer? So engagements are focused, but how do you do it? You just gave three examples. The breastfeeding product, the live commercials, and USA Today. They're trying to engage at a different level, deliver a different or evolving image, and innovation is the way to unlock, in all three of those cases, innovative new ways to engage the consumer. So said another way, when you begin to uh, seek, uh, for example, as a consumer, you might decide when you hear that abcnews.com is hip and cool and you visit their site, when you go to more traditional uh, media channels, you, you're suggesting that you'll tend to gravitate more to ABC's uh, traditional channel for what they're doing in an innovative way through their online channel. Exactly. But, you know, when you think about it, you know, three, four years ago, we would have said, well, you know, put a website out there and they'll come. Well, that's not the case. You need to go out and engage the consumer. So how do you bring new things either to your website, like new video forms, new content, or how do you reach out with video and through uh, other partners and other resources, other communities, MySpace, YouTube, to touch these people. So it, it's constantly evolving in new innovative ways. Staying with the uh, the innovation idea here for a moment, what's the greatest challenge facing a CMO who's seeking to embrace brand innovation today, Patrick? <laughs> I think the biggest challenge is either his CEO who's demanding, give me the ROI, deliver growth, Deliver profit. I say that in a joking way because they're all yelling and screaming. Deliver the ROI that I need. Um, The smart marketers know that innovation has to be part of that. But the biggest challenge is their own organization. It's conventional thinking that's just sitting inside of your big Fortune 500 companies, even small companies. Um, That's the challenge, getting the culture to step out of conventional and safe because the consumer expects you'll be evolving with their life. And uh, bringing new ideas forward is the challenge. Does that have to come from the uh, from the CEO level down, or can a, can a CMO involve uh, a rank and file to become more uh, attuned to innovation, and therefore maybe bring a CEO more into line with that way of thinking? Yeah, well, I, there there aren't too many CEOs that are that are incredibly creative and innovative. Usually, you know, occasionally you do have one. They can be inspiring, and they can lead. But usually the CMO has, has to go elsewhere with his team and everybody else and agency partners and consultants and outside resources and particularly the consumer to find you know, bold ideas. And um, the, the, the CEO knows what he needs, which is give me the volume, give me the growth, core strategies to get there. Then the CMO has to find a way of unlocking, um, unlocking those ideas. 
Well, and we're going to return to talk about consumers finding bold ideas and how how you might, uh, as a company, go about doing that. As promised, talk a little bit about the reinvention of Diet Pepsi and its innovation pipeline and your involvement with that, Patrick. Well, that, that was something we just did in the last year that's now hitting the market. We were doing uh, work about a year ago, and the, prompted largely by the work that we had done on uh, reinventing Miller Lite new ways to come at it over the last three or four years and revitalizing that business. Um, and then we were brought in by the PepsiCo folks to help them do the same with Diet Pepsi. And, uh, you know, it was all grounded in insight and strategy and finding new ways to reconnect Diet Pepsi, a leadership brand over the years that, that needed to be revitalized. And uh, But it, you can't just change the package, although there's a brilliant package that's now out there as part of the whole relaunch that we did with them and their teams. Um, but it had to be a multi-year effort of um, new ideas, bold ideas that would would play out in what we call an episodic way over the next several years. And when you talk about their innovation pipeline, what do you mean exactly there? Well, that, that's exactly it. If you just come out with it, you know, the old model is let's go in the Super Bowl, let's air two new commercials, have a little PR, and um, maybe do a little bit of website. Well, that doesn't really drive the business. Uh, and that, that, that was the, the challenge going forward. Is how do you reinvent the brand and then do it over a multi-year period? The innovation pipeline is creating innovative ideas that bring news value and engagement to the consumer and also to customers and trade and bottler system. So you need to have a pipeline. You can't just do a one-off. It has to be a you know, never-ending story. Are there any examples of that that uh, are, are about to be out in the public or out early right now that you could identify with the Diet Pepsi that would be a great example of well, that? Well, I'll, I'll just touch on a, a couple things. I can't tell it all, but the brand-new package <coughs> excuse me, and the way that's unfolding and now the identity that you're seeing that's breaking at retail and different channels and new advertising. So that's one step. And then another part of it will be on new packaging forms, on different different forms, different graphics, and over the next year or so, different flavors, different ingredients that um, that help to enhance the product going forward. Special guest here on the Advertising Show, Patrick Meyer, uh, out of New York uh, this weekend, uh, spending some time in the beautiful city of Chicago. Uh, Patrick is the marketing insider, also an innovation and business thought leader and advisor to Fortune 100 CEOs and CMOs. Lots more to talk about with Patrick and Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here on the Advertising Show. It's being powered by Shipple.com. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. Incredible marketing tool called Tendency within that program. It's a great way to juice up your website and get some real power out of it. So check it out at Shipple.com. Back with more in just a minute on the Advertising Show. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. 
stupid than dirt. Thanks for coming back to the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth and a very special guest, Patrick Meyer. And it's uh, nowinc.net is the website as well. He's the CEO of Now Inc. Patrick, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. Yeah, and just to wrap up, uh, do I recall reading something recently where Diet Pepsi just had an agency change, Patrick? Well, they've got a strong agency roster. They've got a number of different agencies. So now, you know, so I can't really comment on, what, on what's going on with their agencies, but uh, you know, they, like every other client, they've got a handful of agencies that are all um, collaborating together. Working together yeah. I see. Well, uh, that's good. Ray said he'll only take 10% of that action and be hmm. perfectly fine. Uh, let, let's, uh, you mentioned last segment you talked about uh, looking to consumers to find bold ideas. So uh, let's imagine you're a corporate executive or a CMO and you're listening in to our conversation today and you're thinking, okay, Patrick, it makes a lot of sense. So how do I reach out to my consumers and find bold ideas for my company and then take it to the CEO and take all the credit for it? Well, I, I, there are obvious ways to do it, but you'd be surprised how many clients don't even go to the consumer for a start. You know, to me, I've always found over the years, even when we're doing Fusion 5 and even now, that innovation out of insight is where you get your ideas. So going and being with the consumer going in and filming their world, you know, using uh, ethnographers and anthropologists to really get underneath what are their needs and wants and what, where are they right now um, is the first step. But a lot of times we'll even use trained consumers. You know, uh, we'll have them, uh, what we used to have, we call marketing moms, bringing women in that are marketers, but at the same time they're moms. Or, and we would do think tanks, so you'd have half half marketer and half consumer coming up with ideas. The other thing that, that we do a lot of is that we use key influencers. To use somebody who's a um, hip, cool thought leader at 22 or at 16, um, and you've asked them to create a video of what's going on in their world with their friends or bringing in diaries that are done in a pictorial form, um, is all part of a way of unlocking what their needs and wants are. So that that's all the beginning. Then the next step is to take that raw content and uh, start working it with different uh, internal and also agency teams um, to crack open what are innovative ideas. You know, we we have a lot of uh, people both on the agency side listening today as well as on the client side and marketing and branding experts, et cetera. You know, and if you throw in a lot of great ideas on how to get after brand innovation, I'm, I'm curious, Patrick, in your mind, who ultimately is responsible for brand innovation? Is it the client? Is it the brand consultant or brand agency? Is it the ad agency? Who? Well, I, I think that the champion is the marker. And that may be a, a brand manager, that may be an assistant, that could be a CMO, but that's the person that's focused on how do you drive the business forward. Because let's face it, if you're not... If you're not driving volume and profit and growth, then, then what are we in this game for? But that champion then has to challenge agency, everybody in the organization, the packaging department, your online people, and outside resources on to bring the innovation forward. And it, it can't be shotgun innovation. You have to say, okay, we want to focus on ideas that are going to unlock growth. Well, where would they be? That might be in our product. That might be in our retail experience. It might be how we engage people online. It might be 
new forms of technology that we can harness. I guess, I guess as a brand consultant, uh, you must run into a lot where they reach out to you because they, the client or the marketer, does not have, uh, it's not being driven on the client side and they look to, to you to, I guess, fire them up and, and get, uh, get after that. How often is that, uh, a challenge that you're, that you're presented yeah, with? Yeah, it happens a lot. I think it happens so often because you either have lazy people, God bless, I don't mean everybody, but there are people out there that, Let's just bring in somebody to develop the big idea, and we'll do that. But usually what we try and do is that everybody's got some level of creativity or innovation or contribution to the process. So by collaborating, we'll bring clients and agencies into our whole process. So a SWAT team on our, our end, a SWAT team coming in, and then six weeks coming up with major business-driving ideas, but we do it collaboratively. Like we'll do a generator session. One day, the stimulus that will get agencies and clients combined with ideas that we've created to create a bigger array of ideas. So it's kind of a, a brain session standpoint, uh, yeah. orchestration, if you will. Yeah, but how many times have you been in a think tank where everybody covers the walls with ideas and you walk away with a thousand ideas, but no one focus. or two of them maybe have potential? Right. Yeah. We focus on creating ideas that are tightly focused on unlocking growth. And you walk away with 15 that are all prioritized that work. Real quickly, we're going to wrap up this segment uh, before we talk about, well, we're going to talk about Peroni, and we're going to save that till next segment, Ray. I guess we're wrapping up this segment, Probably correct? we ought to just open a Peroni at this point. Well, because I have a Moretti. Talking I have a Moretti. about a Peroni and, and pouring it in a nice glass. <laughs> well, that'll make the last segment the best part, then. <laughs> That's good. That's a, works for me. Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe, along with uh, Patrick Meyer here on the Advertising Show, live and in person, and in color, too, actually, on the radio. How about that? How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. You worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake made you greedy, let your aching head and stomach hear this message from Old Speedy. Either that or enjoy a Peroni. Works the same. Patrick yeah. Meyer is innovation and business thought leader and also CEO of Now Inc. and uh, is with us uh, this weekend here on the Advertising Show. Patrick, great to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here, guys. 
Yeah, uh, and speaking of uh, Peroni, your firm has recently done work for Peroni Beer, the Italian import and well-known, very popular beer in Italy, for those that may not know. Uh, Moretti, uh, Ray and I have had a Moretti or two. I've always said Ray's a, a, a dead ringer for the guy on the label of uh, of a Moretti. But he it won't like Juan Valdez. <laughs> well, that's when we're drinking coffee. But uh, anyway, uh, what, what were some of the challenges, Patrick, in working with uh, the Peroni client, and what was the branding takeaway for your yourself and your firm with that experience? Well, I, here's the best part about being in marketing, you know, marketing and advertising. When you find an idea, a core marketing idea, that can be inspiring to everyone, but particularly the consumer, and drives business, that's where the one that's really fun. So when, when you think about Axe and you think about Dove, you know, amazing ideas that are just driving these brands, these juggernauts, to incredibly successful. So Peroni, the, the idea that SAP Miller has, they, they acquired the brand in Italy. And um, the, the focus was on what's, what's the core idea. Yes, it's an Italian brand. But when you study and you look at what's going on with Italy and what does it mean to somebody here in, in the U.S., it's all about style. Mm-hmm. Now, how many Italian beers are out there? Not many, because Italy's known for its wine. But right. when you think about Italian style and leather and high heels and dresses and you know cars and there's so much to Italy and its and its culture. So the the core idea that we've all worked on and the whole rollout of Peroni in the U.S. was around a very simple idea that cuts across the grain, which is a beer that's all about Italian style. Now it's made with a lighter taste and it's perfect for complement to food and other things. But it's all about style. So the image, the idea that captures people is Italy and this brand. So as it's being rolled out, they're using good-looking men and women, Italian models and actors and actresses, that are, that are previewing the brand. It's being done in a very stylish Italian way and um, with a whole different look than anything you've seen in the beer category. And it, they did it, and this is part of what we helped them do, was doing it in New York and Miami and Atlanta and key markets to start to bubble it up and gain credibility with with kind of the uber cool set and then then it starts to move and then involved with gen art and doing events all around independent film and style and fashion and art and uh, the brand is just on fire around the very simple idea that's that's different you know, when you were talking about uh, Italian style and, and dresses and high heels and so forth, I immediately thought about the last time I looked in Ray's trunk, and uh, very surprising what he carries around in his trunk. Golf clubs. But, uh, <laughs> golf clubs, uh, wigs. <laughs> but, uh, no, you know, uh, it's interesting because most people, I think, when you think of beer marketing, you think of either, you know, uh, uh, big-breasted women or you think of... Uh, Gina Lola yeah, or men trying to be funny, uh, humorous type uh, commercials, and I think it's really a great. I think that's an idea that has figured out uh, how to, I don't know, cut through the the beer clutter out there from a from a marketing standpoint. Let's shift gears for a moment, Patrick. Uh, conventional wisdom has held for a long time that low involvement brands didn't really uh, have a chance to get much out of search. But I understand that uh, search advertising is is something that now major brands are beginning to look at in the package goods industry. Can you comment on that? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. My clients, my contacts, you know, friends, 
are they're shifting so much of their media dollars um, over to places, whether it's search, whether it's outgoing emails, whether that's kind of um, creating content that's being delivered in video in different forms online. And the reason is they can see the metrics. Um, they can see the payout. They can see the response. They can build a relationship. Um, so, you know, there are even the, the, the slower marketers in coming are all there now. You know, a lot of times the agencies are reluctantly getting there, the big agencies. Um, but everybody shifts to that, you know, double-digit increases uh, on online media. Much yeah, and I too much to talk about here, Brad. Yeah. We're, we're actually yeah. out of time. That's why we have Patrick every week on the advertising show as well. That's true. We'll talk about this and more. Patrick, as always, eye-opening, good stuff, continued success, and thanks for doing what you're doing for marketing and advertising. You're, you're very welcome. Kind of like shaking Last the tree, night. so to speak, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Nowinc.net is the website, and uh, Patrick, thanks again for being with us. Great. On the advertising show, it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe back in just a minute. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. You know me. Would you believe I'm Bugs Bunny? I'm also the voice of many other cartoon characters. But in here, they don't care if I'm Elmer Fudd. So I carry an American Express card. Hey, welcome back to The I'm Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Love Patrick Meyer. Love the thought processes. And, and you know, talk about people uh, who have the heritage of advertising behind, uh, behind him, people like George Lois and those folks. Mm-hmm. You can see that in what Patrick is doing. It's just a, a real clear thought process and a very clear focus on uh, ways to do it better and better and better. So it's good for him. Congratulations on a, a job well done, Patrick. Hey Brad, yeah. I, uh, I was I, I was talking before about the uh, TiVoing, the the stop sets, the commercial yeah. set, mm-hmm. and I came across this thing out of uh, Media Week, and it says, "See, I think they're missing the bet here, or advertisers are." Hispanic broadcast network Telemundo, Telemundo, mm-hmm. and its yeah. cable network uh, uh, Mune Two, is that what it is? M U N Two are mm-hmm. offering advertisers during its upfront negotiations a chance to buy the new what they're calling it. It's a Power Pod. It's the first commercial break in every primetime show that will be just 60 seconds in length. Okay, The pod will be sold at a premium, but it will offer adver- advertisers a less cluttered environment. So what they're saying, it's, uh, free, it's an option. Freestanding. Yeah, freestanding free standing, spot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the power pod who's option. But who's going to watch it for 60 seconds? Huh? That's exactly right. In other right. words, I would almost rather, you know, don't give me 60 seconds. What I'll do is I want to buy... Uh, I want to buy a bookend. I want to buy a 15 and a 15. I want you to put it at the beginning, at the end of the stop set. Because I know with people, and people they're saying with the TiVo stuff, you know, uh, basically they're they're shooting through some of the stop sets, and, and right. they would catch at least your spot. So. Well, or or better yet, don't charge me the same, or, or if they were really looking after their advertiser, they just charge them the same, yeah. but only offer a freestanding 30 and go back to the content, and you've got a greater likelihood of holding the audience through your commercial message and return to the to the program. Yeah, and you're going to charge them a 30, you're going to charge them just about as much as you're paying for a 60 there as well. Why not? Or, or charge them the same, because it's all about holding the audience anyway. What's the point if you're yeah. going to lose them? And you know, you, you talked about uh, fast-forwarding yeah. and the first spot and the last spot. I agree with you on the first. What I tend to do on the last yeah. is I go into the content, and then, you and then I hit, okay. hit reverse, and then but I know right where to go. But my but eyes you're are right. still seeing that. I, and I'm still seeing the, whether it's a promo for the TV station or whether it's a 
final moments of a commercial. My yeah. head is still seeing that. My brain is still interpreting that. So, yeah. Uh, well, typically, typically, you're right. The uh, the last uh, announcement in a in a commercial break is a promo for break. either the network or the local yeah. uh, affiliate. And if you and depending on the time, it can be a short a short you know three five second announcement, and you miss that if you're on triple fast forward. Right. And it seems like you're you're you just passed the last commercial. But you're right. Sometimes you rock back. To go to the front of the uh, of the program, and you're back in the stop set again. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Hey, what, take, let me ask. You, let me yep. ask you this real quick. Do okay. you ever put it on pause, and then go somewhere, and then come back, and then you're able to always fast forward through the commercials because you're ahead. The the program's ahead, but you're behind, so that you're. You know what I'm saying? So you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, sometimes yeah, I do, we that. do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't you just love it? Oh yeah, and <laughs> see, I should be watching these, and so should you. I know. We don't I know, do that. I know. Anymore. I know. <laughs> we do. We 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 see our share. Otherwise, Jeffrey Gittimer is here with us on the Advertising Show. Quick takes on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. Here's how to make the most dangerous leap in sales. The one from salesperson to sales manager. Somebody wrote me in this question. Jeffrey, what are your thoughts on taking our best salesperson and making him a sales manager? This is a great idea if you want to gain a bad manager and lose your best salesperson. The most difficult jump in business, for two basic reasons, is from salesperson to sales manager. The first reason is companies don't train managers or leaders before allowing them to take the position. And second, the company doesn't beef up the sales force to absorb the loss of taking their best salesperson out of the field. So here's what needs to happen. Number one, the prospective sales manager begins taking courses so he can learn leadership qualities and coaching skills before assuming, in my opinion, six months before assuming the position. The second thing is, present employees are brought into a meeting to talk about how they, how they will cooperate with and work with or work harder for their new boss. The third thing is, keep the manager as a part-time player to keep in touch with what his salespeople are doing in the field. Sales management has very little to do with managing and everything to do with leading, teaching, and coaching. I'll offer you the best advice that has been given to every Boy Scout for the last 150 years. Be prepared. Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. Some good advice from uh, from uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, as always. Salesman to sales manager is that one. And enjoyed uh, talking to Patrick Meyer uh, today, innovation and business thought leader, CEO of Now Inc. Uh, the website, by the way, is nowinc.net, and we encourage you to uh, check that out as well. I mean, you know, let's go back to the Fusion, uh, the Fusion Five days as well. The man's been yeah. around and does a great job with that. So that's uh, that's enough. Uh, that's enough of this show. Uh, <laughs> and time to go have a Peroni. You're right. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, they, uh, by the way, they had a show on uh, cable, um, and the, not this weekend, but last weekend, about beer. 
It, uh, man, was it a good show. Did you TiVo it? Um, you know, I wish I did. But I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a great show. <laughs> anyway, but uh, it was very interesting to see. Beer out selling wine. I didn't know that. Hmm. But I guess now I know. So next week, uh, as always, we've got uh, some uh, some very exciting guests coming up. I want to I want to tell you about these people. I just want you to tune in next week. Would that be okay with you? Okay, good. Advertising show being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The advertising show is a Big Radio Midgets production.